0: Talk Money is a production of Lola Media. Say hi, Lola. For updates, further breakdowns, and past episodes of this podcast, sign up at thetalkmoney.com. If you enjoy our podcast, help us get the word out. Write a review on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way to help us reach more ears. And now you can sign up for our newsletter, where we curate the best money topics of the week from across the internet. It's quick, informative, and most importantly, fun. Sign up at com slash newsletter. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Talk Money Weekly, where we talk about current business events paired with our newsletter. Today's episode NFT Mania. As I'm sure you've all heard, or if you haven't heard, because you don't care about the internet, NFTs, 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 they're everywhere. What are they? Why is everyone getting rich? Why aren't you getting rich? Who are all these artists and celebrities that are just launching NFTs? Uh, We're going to get right into it. All right. So we wanted to talk about NFTs today, not because everyone's talking about NFTs and everyone's shilling out NFTs or flipping their NFTs or launching an NFT. It's really like, what is this thing? And what's all the hype about? And why is it important to actually understand On one end, everyone's like, I've got this NFT. I've collected this. It's become a status thing. What is an NFT? It's technically, you know, what's being used as an NFT today are these like digital art pieces that are built on a form of blockchain. In this case, a lot of them are built on Ethereum, which is a form of a cryptocurrency. So people use Ethereum to buy these NFTs and these NFTs exist on a blockchain. And what it basically means is it's a certificate of authenticity. Imagine if you bought like a baseball card back in the day and you got like a little certificate that was like laminated and then said this is an original Michael Jordan and then you're keeping that shit with you your whole life and you're praying to God you don't lose it or it burns because then no one's going to believe that this thing is actually real. So in terms of like you know the NFT from an art piece, yeah, it's cool. Look, there's a lot of cool art pieces in general. You have to think about art as... It's really hard to figure out what's going to make you money and what's not, what's going to appreciate. But then also, what do you like and what do you don't like? So I think the same thing can be seen as NFTs. Maybe there's just stuff that you want to collect, like you know, a new band that you really love. Let's say uh, Billie Eilish releases an NFT, and it's like a digital piece of art. And with that digital piece of art comes some special ticket to one of her shows. And you own that forever. It's a collectible. That's pretty awesome. But then there's folks who are like, hey, I think that this artist is going to blow up over time. So I'm going to start buying these NFTs. And the same thing is like the equivalent of someone buying, you know, ex-street artist or ex-artist back in the day. If you saw Basket. Back in the day, you're like, I'm buying these pieces. I think this is going to go somewhere. So in that sense, there's really no difference. You're buying something. Ideally, it appreciates it or you're buying it because, you know, you collect things. Like my mom collects paintings by Bangladeshi artists and she's super passionate about it. Every time I try to get her to appraise it, she won't appraise it because she's like, it's not about the money. It's about just me having these pieces of art. And, you know, for me, I'm like, well it can also be about the money, but for her, it's not about the money. So look, the NFT thing for me is like, why did I want to touch on this? Because man, it's everywhere. Like it's just everywhere. And like, kind of like annoyingly everywhere. So let's learn a little bit more about it. In this case, I interviewed my good friend, Phil Toronto, who's the person who's been pretty involved in the space that I know of. And he's been teaching me a lot on it. So I figured, Hey, Phil, why don't you teach me and our audience about NFTs and like, what the hell's going on? And And if you ask me, like, hey, Mesh, are you buying NFTs? Look, I'm not looking at NFTs to try to get rich. Like, if there's something cool, I'd buy it. But I'm definitely not jumping on a bandwagon right now. I wouldn't even know where to fucking start. Also, I don't trust anybody. I don't trust anybody. I just assume everyone's got some type of agenda. And if I'm not in the know, then I'm out of the no. And that means someone's taking advantage of me and I don't want to be that person. So therefore I stay on the sidelines and I don't get rich with an NFT that I bought that went 10 X, but that's okay because that's not the game I'm trying to play. I also don't want to be the guy who got sold the car that doesn't work. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to be the idiot in the room. And so therefore I'll just be the guy on the sidelines. And, um, a watch and learn because at the end of the day, it's the technology that's actually really, really interesting here. And this is a really interesting use case for crypto and cryptocurrency and learning about Ethereum and all these things. Like These are the gateways where they say on-ramping people to learn about this tech in a more, I guess, approachable way. I think digital art is a great way to think about that. So I turned to my friend, Phil Toronto, who is an investor in technology. He's also been a crypto enthusiast. He works with Gary Vanerchuk on all his crypto projects, including all his NFT launches. So Phil, for me, is like my go-to guy, all things NFTs and you know learning about the space. He's someone that I feel totally confident in being like, hey, Phil, what the hell's going on? And Phil's going to tell us. So let's get started with the interview. This is my boy, Phil Toronto. Before we get into the whole NFT mania, which is what I wanted to cover, I I think we need a little bit of like base here. If you could give me a quick like breakdown of an NFT, and then I'd actually like to understand the difference between Ethereum, Solana, and like NFTs on these different blockchains.
1: Totally. So, an NFT in and of itself, it's way more than you've probably read in headlines across papers or the internet or whatever. NFTs are way more than just pictures on the internet that happen to be worth a lot of money. What an NFT is at the root of it all is just irrefutable proof of ownership. So an NFT could be a JPEG, it proves scarcity, it proves whatever, because there's this thing called Ethereum that is a public ledger that shows exactly when that thing was created, how many of them there are, and different properties, whatever you want to write into it, and you can buy that. That is an NFT, and it cannot be changed, it cannot be disputed, it cannot be forged. It's irrefutable proof of ownership.
0: So in the case of what everyone's looking on headlines right now, that use case is a digital piece of art that there are only so many in existence, some are just one of a kind, some are maybe like there's a thousand, a few thousand, and being built on Ethereum means that that person owns it
1: and if they trade it, it's recorded. That's exactly right. If you collected autographs or sports cards or actually even outside of that, but that's the frame of reference that I had that kind of clicked and made sense, but it's the certificate of authenticity. It's not some silly piece of paper, it's a direct moment in time on a public blockchain that you can point to, see, and just prove like you've never been able to before.
0: And so in the case of being built on Ethereum, Ethereum is a type of crypto asset. This is what they allow to be created on it, in this case, an NFT. What would other examples of an NFT be besides a piece of digital art?
1: Eventually, what I get really excited about is something like a deed to real estate could be an NFT. Any sort of property or anywhere that you would need to show ownership, that could be an NFT. Your pink slip to your car, the real estate deed, your lease, essentially, to an apartment. It could be the publishing rights to songs, anything, pretty much. That requires a proof of ownership.
0: Those use cases make a ton of sense to me. And Where I get a little bit confused is, okay, I need Ethereum to be buying these things or to be using these things. But then some of them don't accept Ethereum. And now there's Solana and there's, you said Tezos was the other one?
1: Yeah, Tezos is one of them.
0: What would be the difference between these three? Is that the equivalent of like, hey, I can only buy this in a dollar or in euros or in rupees?
1: Totally. It's both from the... Currency perspective and also the technology perspective because each separate blockchain has its own reasons for existing. Ethereum was the first and and arguably one of the, the most, well, the most adopted in terms of NFTs right now, but there are a bunch of up-and-comers such as Solana, which I wouldn't call an Ethereum killer. They're actually not even gunning to do that. They just happen to be a blockchain that can do Some of the things that Ethereum does, but other things as well. And the promise and the appeal of Solana right now, cheaper transaction costs, because that's a big issue on Ethereum right now, and also just a higher throughput from the get go. Like they can, I believe the number is 50,000 transactions in a second compared to Ethereum, which is much, much, much lower. They have scaling issues.
0: So this is kind of like, okay, we have Bitcoin, then we have Ethereum, and then you have all these other ones coming out, and everyone's somewhat of a iteration of the previous one. Like there's a group of folks who are like, we like Ethereum, but I think we can do something better. Or like these are the things that we want to focus on. And then you have these like factions that get built out and everyone's trying to build their own thing, because obviously not everyone would agree with everything. And then there's also just an advancement of technology and people getting smarter about things. And so to start from scratch would probably be easier than to fix something that's already been in existence for several years
1: now. That's right, and some people don't agree with this because there's maxis on all sides with Bitcoin, Ethereum. It's pretty much people believe there's one blockchain to rule them all. I am not in that camp. I think there's going to be many different blockchains, and then it gets really interesting when things start to get built where the blockchains can speak to each other because that's starting to get explored now. It's not an easy problem to solve by any means, but I think we're going to live in a multi-blockchain world, and the specializations are going to be pretty crucial for that.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, well, like I actually wanted to talk about a, you know this NFT mania right now. Part of the reason why I want to talk about it is just it's all over my Twitter feed. It's all over the news. It's just all over the place. It's getting to the point where I look. I really appreciate it. Artists are making their money. Folks are flipping things, making a boatload of money. I have friends who've done well with this. I have not participated in any of this and I have to see one more person switching their Twitter profile to some type of digital fucking monkey or God knows what uh, skeleton face of previous animal zombies, apes. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it does feel a little, and again, this is me taking a neutral stance. It does feel a little bandwagony right now where it's unclear how much of this is like people wanting to pump things. Cause they're like, Hey, I'm trying to get rich right now. Everyone's trying to get rich. If you own an NFT, you want to flip it because you're going to get rich. If you're someone making an NFT, you want to sell it because you're going to get rich or you can try to get as much money as possible. What's going on here? Like Visa buys an NFT. iHeart Media is planning like NFT giveaways with their festivals. I'm seeing this on, on Twitter left and right. And Logan Paul's building an NFT platform. You got your folks like your boy Gary Vee. Naomi Osaka is about to launch an NFT. What is happening <laughs> what are your what are your thoughts here? I kind of have an idea about it, but I'm also like, I wouldn't buy something now knowing where I am in this place because I feel like I would just get burned.
1: Totally. And I think that's a really good stance to have. If you're trying to jump in, first of all, it's not too late by any means. We're still very, very, very early innings of all of this. And there is this mania that you described, very much so a lot of a gold rush mentality for sure. I would probably think, and this is potentially low, 98% of the projects that are launching today are going to fail and be worth way less than what they're being sold for initially because a lot of them are cash grabs for the founder and also the purchasers where they're going for a quick flip, like buy it listed for four x, see if anything takes off, whatever. If there are enough folks to buy it, great. If not, they're kind of up a creek. Right now, unless you really like the art or the artist or the concept or something, I wouldn't buy an NFT. You have to be at the right place at the right time and know the right project and just kind of almost see into the future. Is this team going to do something, build a community around the NFT, actually create value for the NFT? Because that's when the value accrues. And chances are, no, it's probably cash grab. On the other side, should celebrities be launching NFTs? It depends. I think if they're doing it from an authentic place to make their community better, I think it all centers around community and and who the actual token holders aspire to be and and what the person creating the token or the people creating the token has in mind for them.
0: Give us an example of like a celebrity that you think is launching this in an authentic way. And then what do you mean by actually like community building here?
1: Totally. So I I guess because I have a really good insight into the whole inner workings and everything, but Gary Vaynerchuk with Fee Friends, he has gone to painstaking lengths to tailor it to the community, where it's not just a, a cash grab. And every single token that was launched in this drop,
0: and when you say token, do you mean like an individual NFT in this case? Yes,
1: yeah, yeah. So each individual NFT is a token on Ethereum, and it's just a different token standard. The tokens on Ethereum are ERC twenty. That's the standard for what the token is. And
0: a token in this case is like the same thing as like I have a token to put into an arcade machine and play the game.
1: Exactly right. Okay. Yeah.
0: It's something that you can use to make a transaction.
1: Yes. Okay.
0: And you exchange your dollars for that or your Bitcoin for that token.
1: Yep, that's right. Okay. And NFTs are primarily... There are two different standards. There's ERC-721 and ERC-1155, but we don't have to get into the details. Knowing the token type, it's mostly irrelevant to the end consumer.
0: And so why does the token type matter?
1: Essentially, a 721 is each token itself is its own individual token. So it could be a one of one, it could be one individual token out of a set of 10,000. They are Different tokens with 1155, they can be done in series.
0: Okay. So, for example, if you had these crypto punks, which are these digital art pieces that are of these pixelated punk characters.
1: So, crypto punks are actually 1155s, and yeah. the 721 standard was created because of them.
0: So, a token is the same thing as an NFT.
1: Yeah. Everything that's built atop of Ethereum, I guess, essentially is a different. Standard of token.
0: And so you were explaining that Gary V has V Friends, which are essentially tokens. In this case, they're NFTs that were released. What are V Friends?
1: So, V Friends are a gaggle of characters that Gary has drawn and ideated on. But each V Friend, each token serves as a ticket to a live event that he's going to throw for the next three years. So, Each V friend is rooted in access to some real world or digital experience. And there's just a a different range of experiences, like sitting courtside with him. There's a token for that. There's an NFT for that. Courtside cat, I think, is the official one.
0: So is this kind of like the equivalent of getting the gold ticket in a Wonka bar and then you get to go to the factory?
1: That's exactly right. So in an example where celebrities are doing things to incentivize their community or give them access into something they're clearly very passionate about because they're a fan of that celebrity, that's amazing. If it's just a straight-up cash grab because they saw that you could clear $25 bucks in 40 minutes if it all sells out, if you're popular enough and that's it, there's no plan for the token, that's terrible. That's definitely taken advantage of the community and people at large have done a very good job of sniffing those types of projects out.
0: Yeah, it seems like people are calling folks out, and then obviously, you know, you can't stop people from wanting to buy art, you know, like at all. If they, yeah, if they're they're into it. I mean, I just read CryptoPunks has crossed a billion dollars in sales. As using CryptoPunks as an example because it's one of the most successful NFT projects out there. Like, what is CryptoPunks?
1: CryptoPunks are widely recognized as the First NFT on the Ethereum blockchain, which has since actually been kind of debunked, but that is the gold standard of NFT as being the first original NFT, and, and that's why they're so exciting for people. Got it.
0: Okay, so if you owned a CryptoPunk back in the day, you got the OG. It's like having the equivalent of whatever valuable Michael Jordan rookie um, card rookie yeah. card back in the day or it's like having the original Pokemon cards totally are the cryptopunks one of one a part of a big set so there's one of a kind each cryptopunk
1: is one of a kind one of ten thousand yeah
0: one of ten thousand is there anything else that you're am I going on a uh boating excursion with one of these punks <laughs> you are or? you are
1: not going on a boating excursion the company them that itself that created cryptopunks larva labs They, I think, are working on a couple different initiatives to use the CryptoPunks with, either in the metaverse as an avatar or something outside of just the small, I think it's 24 by 24 pixel image. But what other people are doing is they're almost treating CryptoPunks as a platform where they use that token as the access token to grant Access into whatever they're building. So maybe it's a chat app, and the pre-qualifier is this is just for CryptoPunks owners. So CryptoPunks owners can get in, and cool. people are building atop a platform that is CryptoPunks and using that in different ways, which is always fun. So like a CryptoPunks
0: community that can only be accessed if you own a CryptoPunk. That's super interesting. And so like, what do you expect to happen in the next six months within this industry?
1: I think in the next six months. I don't think, well, actually, the industry's been moving quite fast. So there might be new utilities outside of just art that are becoming more and more prominent. I know music is really, really, really pushing into NFTs from both a fan experience perspective, but also from a business perspective where now these creators have these tools where they can get royalties on every piece of work that they put out there and they can see revenue from a secondary sale because it can get written into the smart contract of the NFT. And it's fundamentally changing people's businesses and enabling creators essentially to get paid in ways that they never have. So I think over the next six months, seeing different iterations and what people unlock in that perspective, that gets me really excited. And then just jumping back to the, the points that I highlighted, like the real estate industries of the world and seeing what innovations can be done there around... I mean in theory you could have a decentralized Airbnb of sorts where like if you buy this token you have access to this apartment for this amount of time or something and th- there's just clever ways to innovate that a lot of people haven't really thought of yet or they have and people are just starting to pay attention because NFTs are in such a mania so I think yeah. it's going to be it's going to be fun the the next couple of years are definitely going to be fun
0: I think you know the examples you gave is what makes it actually exciting from like the technology standpoint I think for the music thing I think that's a great way to understand it. Like if we think back in the day, how do musicians make money? They sell albums, they get a royalty. A lot of times they don't see the insides of what happens on the the mechanics behind that. Then they're selling merch at shows. A lot of times it gets replicated. They have no control over that. They're selling box sets of their CDs or super cool collectibles. So now you take that mostly in a digital format, but digital can also be physical, right? You know, people complain like, well, what am I supposed to do with this like digital thing, like store it on my computer? Like, I'm not going to actually look at it, blah, blah, blah. But it's not necessarily just representing digital. It's really more to your point, representing the certificate of authenticity and not being able to like replicate it and, you know, just being able to keep track of things in a more organized manner.
1: Yep. And just to that sparked an idea of one of the cooler projects that I forgot to mention earlier. Damien Hurst, who's a very well-known artist, he actually dropped an NFT a couple months back called The Currency. And it, I believe it was 10,000 unique paintings that he made, his dot paintings. And each one has its own properties. They ran through a data science layer to say, like, how many times does white overlap the blue dots? And gives a percentage, and that's all cool. The real interesting kicker is for any holder of that NFT, you're going to have a choice for the next year. There's going to be a window and you choose between keeping the NFT or receiving the physical version of that art and whichever one you don't choose gets destroyed. So if you want the physical piece of art, you have to burn your NFT and that's gone. Now you have the physical piece of art or if you keep the NFT, the artwork gets destroyed. They're going to light it on fire.
0: This is very cool. I mean, it kind of shows you, yes, we're at the beginning stages of this, but over time it's going to be, you know, I hate to use the word, but a new normal. I love it, man. This has been a great explainer. Phil, Toronto, I appreciate it and look forward to more deep dives with you as you teach me about crypto stuff.
1: It was an honor to be here, Mesh.
0: So besides things like the music business or concerts, there's another thing that's happening in the entertainment world when it comes to NFTs, and that's CryptoPunks, the project that Phil mentioned earlier, signed a deal with Hollywood agency UTA. So you're gonna start seeing crypto punks in potentially films and TV and like all these kind of crossover entertainment Hollywood-esque type of projects, which will be really interesting because I think that will lead the way to a bunch of other projects that spin out. And then this becomes a lot more of a normal thing because it's not just about buying and selling and flipping art. It's like the equivalent of like selling merchandise or, you know, Disney has an animated show, they launch a amusement park, they sell you uh, collectibles and all that type of stuff. Think about this as like an additional version of that in a digital way. So I want to thank Phil Toronto. Thanks pal, that was very informative. I look forward to having you back to teaching us more and make sure you're subscribed to the newsletter, The slash newsletter. Until next time.